Hello, North-South Connection podcast listeners. My name is Rocco Martone, and you are listening to your Carnoso Daily Podcast. Today's match features one of my favorite dudes as a kid, the Junkyard Dog, versus one of my all-time favorite WWF and WWWF enhancement dudes, the Duke of Dorchester, Pete Doherty. This was the last match on the very first Saturday Night's Main Event from Long Island's legendary Nassau Coliseum. So let's get to it. So JYD's coming off his weird WrestleMania 1 countout win, and he spent the last month doing a lot of tags with Andre and Tito. Kind of like a Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling faction of dudes. I always liked that the dog, who I found out in later years, was played by the uh, voice actor was Uncle Phil from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I feel like Tito and Dog is a really cool team, and they're kind of like a babyface parallel to the Heart Foundation with a super work right guy team with a big-ass brawler. Anvil and Dog even have the same finisher. Tito would have probably flourished in this team compared to his run with Rick Martel and Strikeforce and says, Tom Zink can attest, forming any connection with a French-Canadian is always a bad idea. Pete Doherty is a total wild man. He's a WWF lifer. Uh, his career began in 1973. That year, he was in a battle royal with Gorilla, Andre, and my mom's favorite wrestler, Tony Gurria. His last match ever was in 1992, 19 years later, against future 3 Live Crew and NWO member Conan in one of Conan's rare WWF matches. So speaking of mothers, this match took place May 11th, 1985, the day before Mother's Day, which means I was definitely on my best behavior this Saturday so I could stay up late and watch this and uh, didn't want to mess up Mother's Day for my mom the next day. We start with JYD and his mom, Bertha, talking to Mean Gene in the back of the arena. Doug seems a little grumpy as he, uh, he says some heartfelt messages to his mom and she responds in kind and uh, hopes that he comes home soon. Pete Doherty's in the ring already, and he's a total whack job. He's running around, he's yelling at the entire arena, he's barking uh, he's barking like a dog. Uh, junkyard Dog is heading down the ring, and he looks pissed. He is not the happy-go-lucky dog that I know. It's a little anachronistic to see him kind of pissed off coming down the ring. I can see why. The crowd is leaning over the guard grill. They are totally engulfing the aisle. Their arms are reaching out. They look like those... Uh, Demolition-looking dudes in the movie Beastmaster that get the slugs in their ear and just grab at the guy, at uh, Mark Singer, when he's going down the into that basement. It's very uncomfortable to watch. Uh, hands are all over. They're grabbing the dog. It, it's particularly unsettling to watch his mom get nailed with arms and hands as they're, they're trying to get the dog, but they're hitting her in some weird spots. Uh, it's even worse because there's four security dudes, but they're walking in front of the dog. They are not blocking the fans from this. It's crazy. Like, stand between the 50-year-old lady wearing her Sunday best and the wild fans groping everybody. They're all over. Some dude definitely hits Dog's mom in the titty. Dog stops dead in his tracks. He turns around and he eyeballs some tall-ass, goofy, Frank Zappa-looking motherfucker in the crowd. He turns his back. You can't really see what the dog is saying, but it kind of feels like he wants to murder this fucking goofball. Uh, A security guy runs over. I thought, we, I thought Dog was going to knock him out like Sabu in that Japanese match where he, the guy grabs his turban and Sabu jumps in the crowd and lights the guy up. Uh, fortunately, it was the wrong guy that he went up. Dog gets to ringside and grabs a chair instantly. It seems like he wants to put it in the ring. As the Duke sees him doing this, the Duke runs over. He kind of bops the ref out of the way and just stomps on the chair, which I think is really funny, but it's also pretty smart because I do the same thing. If someone's trying to get a chair into the ring and bash me in the fucking head with it, I'd stomp the shit out of that thing. This once again proves that Duke might be smarter than you think he is. But much like his full Nelson, patented full Nelson escape of putting both his feet on the top rope and letting the babyface drop him on his head, he's probably not as smart as he thinks he is. The Duke reminds me of this dude that used to come to a liquor store I worked at. Uh, this guy was definitely homeless, would wear like seven jackets in the summer and be completely shirtless in the winter, mumbling crazy things constantly. But all he had to do was mention the right thing, like an American history 
or art, and he could just start talking very lucidly at the drop of a hat, and then go back to being crazy. Anyway, Vince says, you don't think he's going to put his mom in the ring, do you, Jess? And Jesse responds with a, uh, I hope not. I would hope not. At this point, some goofy-looking kid is just peering into the camera. He's got dead eyes, and he just makes no, there's no change in his face. It cracked me up. Dog's mom sits down. She sits next to the awesome Mel Phillips, who looks like a total stud right here. He's uh, cool and the motherfucking gang with his hair and his suit. Oh, he's such a man. There's a sign in the crowd that also says Piper in his diaper, which is a sign. So to start the match proper, Doherty comes running over towards the dog. He climbs right through the ropes, right onto the apron, and just starts jawjacking at Bertha. And that's a bad idea, dude. JYD is having none of this and just pops Duke right in the jaw. I love this, man. It, it reminds me of when baby faces didn't have to look stupid and they didn't have to take shit from heels and they could be proactive and stand up for themselves. Big butt from the dog. Pete falls into the ring. Uh, not a big butt. A big headbutt from the dog and Pete falls into the ring. In the ring, Pete just eats another big punch and just flies across the ring. He's swinging wildly in the air, drunken punches. He's yelling at the crowd like a maniac. Irish whip by the dog. And when the dog hits the ropes to launch himself at Doherty, he throws his leg up in the air like he's a guard marching at Buckingham Palace. This is really cool. It's kind of the thing that you do when you're just tired and you're in bed and you don't want to get up. So you put your legs straight up and throw it down towards the bed like a fulcrum and a lever, like using force to raise your body out of bed. Uh, I don't know if you guys do this, but uh, I do that all the time. I love that the dog does that. I don't know if he had a minor in physics uh, when he graduated college, but uh, it, it really sells that he's getting that extra momentum, which works perfectly in wrestling logic. You know, you feel the next move is going to have so much more impact. And he proves this by leveling Doherty with a huge clothesline. Follows this with his air barking, which I always love to watch. Doherty takes a huge bump off that clothesline. Doherty's bumps are great this whole match. He is rocked. Totally out of it. He rolls out of the ring towards Dog's mom. We don't see, but I can only assume he was fucking with Bertha a little bit. Because Dog comes reaching over the top rope, grabs Pete by his hair. Pete's wailing like Ned Beatty in Deliverance, man. Jay just pulling his hair. He's not even trying to drag him in the ring. He's just fucking with him, kind of playing with him, torturing him. It's not like a fun uh, fun night for the Duke right here. And here's where we get the best commentary exchange of the match. First, Vince says, Doherty's missing a few teeth, and now he's going to miss some hair as well. Jesse replies, He's going to end up with a haircut like mine, Vince, in a little while if JYD latches onto his hair anymore. Vince cuts him off with a, Oh, come on! And then starts talking about the match a little more. The Oh, come on! is like his version of Gorilla's Will You Stop? I love Jesse's self-effacing humor here, which is not you know, something you usually think of when you think of Jesse. But it's like a sign of a self-assured, cool person, which Jesse was the epitome of in the 80s. Dog throws Pete back in the ring. Pete gets a big offensive comeback. Huge. Consists of four big punches. <laughs> which amounts to Ugat, says Pete. Uh, he does nothing. The dog is completely unharmed. And uh, those uh, New England-style fisticuffs do not register on the dog at all. Dog punched to the head. Down goes Pete. Snapmare takeover. Pete rolls over. The dog gets on all fours, slaps the mat like Randy Orton. Boom, crawling headbutt. Flops again on the mat, does Pete, and then boom, again, headbutt. I love the crawling headbutts from dog as a kid. I know some people don't like them. I think they're cool as hell. I think that they do hurt because I once exchanged the many black eyes with my friend Rocky, uh, Rocco. Well, yes, I had a friend named Rocco growing up as a kid. It wasn't confusing at all. And uh, I can prove it hurts because I had uh, uh, quite a few marks left on my face from doing it. Vince calls him a bull mastiff, which would be his JR nickname if this was the 1990s. The dog is really seething here, and he snarls at the ref, uh, who gives him like a calm down, big man. Uh, the dog isn't doing like a Coco Beware stiff and a jobber thing, but he does just seem kind of legit pissed. 
Doty's taking a moment outside to chill out, and when he finally gathers himself and enters the ring, he does this by trying to climb the top rope and attempt, I don't know, a patented top rope nothing, Ric Flair style. Uh, dog grabs him, really cinches his meaty paw into the taint of old Pete, getting at least a knuckle deep right between the fucking twigs and the berries. Once again, making me think of deliverance. Dog tosses Pete off the top rope about halfway across the ring. Jesse says it came from about 10 feet up, which as far as wrestling commentator hyperbole goes is uh, pretty conservative. JYD grabs two handfuls of Pete's hair and lands two big-ass headbutts, which looks brutal as he holds them up. He's not letting them fall after the first one. It's kind of like, uh, like, you ain't going nowhere, motherfucker, and then boom, another. It's great. This is a little sadistic, once again, illustrating Dog's mean streak as he's showing no mercy for the Duke. Jesse states he's not letting them drop, and he is not. Then we get the law of threes fulfilled with Dog giving the big goose gossage pitcher's leg wind up and the uh, oofa man. He drops Pete with a crushing final headbutt. Another big bump by Pete, who's a champ selling for the dog in this match. Vince says Dog wouldn't want to lose this match with his mother so close to ringside. And maybe that's the whole motivation for his uh, uncharacteristic anger that emanates from him this whole match is doesn't want to live in front of his mom. Atomic drop from the dog, and once and again, I, I love the way Pete sells this because he just crumbles to his back, dropping like a sack of shit. We all know. And love the Rick Rude selling when he gets an atomic drop where he grabs his ass and stooges around. But I love this crumbling sell here as it's, it's probably more in line how we would react physically, most people, to an atomic drop. But uh, this is wrestling. Both reactions are cool. Both selling's cool. And they both make sense. And uh, that's why wrestling rules. JYD points to Bertha, gives her this one's for you, Mama Nod, as we cut to her smiling up at her baby boy. Dog picks up Pete for the big power slam. Plays to the crowd a bit. You ready for me to thump this chump? Uh, I didn't hear him say that, but I, I can only assume it's what he's saying. Uh, Doug starts this with his back completely to the hard camera and then twists around real big, rotates around. So when he lands, he's completely facing the hard camera now. Like sick torque on that, a complete 180. It looks so badass. He lands so hard on Doherty that when he lands, his body flies up in the air from the magnitude of the impact. This is incredible. Uh, I love the... I, I always feel that RVD gets a lot of credit for his big bouncing off when he hits the five-star frog splash. But man, Dog was doing it like a beast here in the 80s. Um, also, the thump. That's a great fucking name for a finishing move. Dog covers him. Pete does the little one-legged muscle memory leg kicks. And it's an easy win for the JYD, man. We get the classic Vince 1-2 and lights out at 3. It's great. After the pin, the dog seems kind of pissed still he's glaring at pete on the ground he's it's crazy how much anger he seems to be harboring towards pete right now even with his hand raised he doesn't really celebrate at this point we got queens another one bites the dust playing over the loudspeakers i always like rather them cakes but another one bites the dust just is the dog's music to me now and forever watching him bring kids into the ring and wishing one day i could do that with him is such a a great childhood memory and hearing that song kind of, I think, sparked my love of uh, heavier rock music. That, you know, obviously is a big part of my life to this day. Bertha gets in the ring. She gets down immediately. She looks great dancing. She's dancing with her boy on Mother's Day Eve. What else could a mom want? Smiles big. The dog finally shows some joy. He plays to the crowd. Hugs his mom. Raises an arm in victory. It's a really sweet moment. A little more classic JYD knees with mom. And they head out of the ring. I had a blast watching this match. From the excitement of it being the first Saturday night's main event, the Mother's Day vibes, seeing one of my favorite early guys, the Junkyard Dog, kick some ass in front of his mom. Just watching a super over babyface squash a slimeball heel in three minutes, that is the type of match I will always enjoy, and this was just great. Pete just gets being a heel jobber perfectly. Stooging around, annoying the crowd, and constantly eating shit, taking big bumps on all the dog's big moves. 
His character is pretty much an amalgam of Seth Rollins' real and kayfabe personalities, except Pete is definitely more genuine and sincere at being an actual human person. Dye Pete's hair half black and uh, give him a shitty looking sling blade and other offense and the guy'd be main event in manias these days. I know that the doll gets some derision for how his body size and his conditioning may have affected his in-ring work later in his career. I don't give a shit about that. I personally would rather not talk shit about some dude whose life and career struggles I don't know anything about. Especially from a dude who, from all accounts that I have heard, was a solid guy and was a hero to millions. He was a hero to me. And especially at a time when there were not a lot of black dudes out there for kids who looked like him that they could identify with and look up to. And that's really important. He was a badass hero who danced to Queen, made children happy, made me happy, and is certifiably way cooler than any pathetic critic who thinks it's funny to give stupid nicknames and attempt to make their own miserable lives seem relevant by trying to denigrate another human being. The dog was a hero to me, and you will never hear anything but love come out of my mumbly-ass mouth when it comes to the JYD. Speaking of cool dudes, you can listen to the Ruthlessly Aggressive podcast on this very network, hosted by cool dude and poop knife connoisseur Jake Williams. Jake kills it every two weeks talking about the ruthless aggression era of the WWF, one of my favorite shows on the network. I was on episode 45, so if you didn't like this episode, you can skip that, because all the rest are fucking awesome. You can find me on Facebook under my name, Rocco Martone, and find my band, Chained to the Dead, on Instagram, Facebook, and all major music streaming services. Thanks for having me. Goodbye. Man, that was fun.